What's up, you freak bitches? This is not the Joe Rogan podcast. This is chocolate milk. Give it to me, baby. Ah, You know what that's about. Get in it tight and get in it right. We're about to take you on a big bad flight. It's Halloween. <laughs> and we are getting into it. Welcome back. Season two. Nice milk. Jugs, episode two, we will be talking about music today. It's me, Milk, and we got that tasty, delicious chocolate here. <laughs> and we are going to be cranking in those ear bones of yours. Chocolate, let's hear a warm welcome for you, my favorite delicious chocolate bar. Man, I think you you already touched up on everything, bro. You sound like an 80s radio host, man. Like I just need all the zings and pings. Oh, jeez. If we had a phone, I'd be asking for a ring. <laughs> Ring-a-ding-ding. Good job. Good job. I was with your mom last night, and I had a fling. Oh, God. Somebody get this man. Lock me up. That should be my catchphrase. Lock me up. Yours is bingo. Mine you should be... Lock me up. Lock me up. Damn it. I gotta order those shirts again. Yeah, no. Uh, you should probably definitely get those shirts remade. We finally found your catchphrase. Lock me up. Sounds like... Perfect catchphrase for you. Yeah, I definitely say a lot of over-the-light stuff. <laughs> you know, it got me in trouble in elementary, everything. Elementary, <laughs> high school. Oh, college, too. I uh, I used to be kind of destructive. The first week of college, I was ripping posters and shit off the wall. Jeez, man. Yeah, I know. And everyone was like, child. what you, you know, literally, everybody asked me, they're like, what are you doing? And then I, I, I literally was like, you guys don't do this? But then I was like, oh, shit, maybe I should leave high school be- behavior in high school. Yeah, definitely. College is a different animal. It, it is, it was... And it will I'm, continue to be. Honestly, though, I don't think college is that different. College is just a bigger high school. Kind of. People definitely take it more seriously, though. There was a definitely a big energy shift when I went into um, college because people are like, I mean, obviously the money is probably backing a lot of that, but it's also because it's like, hey, this is my career, this is my future. I want to potentially meet my life partner or wife or whatever it is. Dude, honestly, I was always told the opposite, man. Like, I was always told that it was just an area just to meet chicks. I was always told it was so much different and, and it was so much fun too because you get to literally pick something that you're going to want to do, you know, for the rest of your life. No, no. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. The parties were fucking wild and we snuck in tons of alcohol in our dorm and we went fucking crazy and there were so many crazy nights. It was out of control. But like, it's weird because it was like, it was literally the definition of play hard, work hard. Work right. hard, play hard, whatever, which way you want to say it. Right. And it was nuts, dude. Like, everybody was there to fucking get down and not just with the partying, but with the books, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty fucking sweet. It was pretty sweet, but also very challenging, very confusing time for many young people, especially like myself. And as we always say, we're here to fuck the world. And your mother. Your mama. <laughs> Let's talk music, my friend. Let's talk music. We got a couple music questions today. Uh, most of it's regarding us because this podcast is about us. That's the whole point. I know a lot of people, um, you know, listen to podcasts for mystery or history or any kind of information, but we like to give a little life dialogue. And it's like, yeah, why not an interesting take by starting it with the podcast and then, oh, yeah. then moving to the other mediums from there? Oh yeah. So, music has been very close to my heart forever. Same with chocolate as well. And we're just going to go over a couple things that we thought you guys want to hear about. So, 
We're going to just start right off the bat real quick with this one. Number one, chocolate. What does music mean to you? I don't know. It's a hard... Um, it's vague. It's vague. It's a very... Um, I don't know. Music means a lot to me. I mean, um, music is peace. Music is um, happiness. Music is... Yeah, probably just, just those two things. So honestly, for the most part, um, every time that I've listened to my favorite song, it brought me peace. Um, anytime I was in a situation or any type of like life, like life event or anything that happened, I kind of always looked to always look towards music because music was a nice outlet for it. So um, yeah, if I could say anything, music was peaceful, comfort, and happiness. So. Good answer. Yeah. I feel like that's like a lot, you know, a lot of people's answers. I think another thing people would say is like release. Yeah. Release is another big one. Um, You know, dance. I mean, dancing is huge because I know most people in general, like I was confused as as a young child about this, but most people are are like, oh, what do you think people listen to music for? The beat or the lyrics? And to me, it was lyrics. Like I was like, lyrics, done. Yeah. No question, but it's not true. It's totally the beat. Yeah. Because people people have this natural knack to move with the beat, feel the beat, clap to the beat. Yeah. And they pulse with it and dancing. And then all dances evolve from that. Absolutely. Right. You know, there's not like, I mean, sure, you can dance without music, but it's like that's the beat and the backbone of what dance is in my eyes. Um, but yeah, to me, it was always lyrics. Lyrics had a huge impact on me and they... Um, they swept me away in the wind. Yeah. 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 Uh, what does music mean to me? Um, music is a perception of the soul. An uncalculated <laughs> conundrum of beautiful chaos that combines the mystical with the wise. Right. <laughs> um, that was my bullshit uh, answer. <laughs> could you please elaborate a little more on that? Oh, yes. Let me grab my pipe and uh, my old, old, Put old your copy of the Bible. Oh. Of the Bible? Yes, I want to talk about music from the biblical times. Are we getting into this right now? No, we're not. <laughs> no, that was my bullshit answer. That was my bullshit answer. Um, my real answer is it sets me free. It literally sets me free. It, it takes me to a place. You know, the biggest place for me where music impacts me a lot is honestly driving. And I love listening. I honestly enjoy listening to music in my car more than I enjoy it with like nice Beats headphones or you know, AirPods or where it's just like, like, sure, that's nice. Don't get me wrong. Like if I'm chilling in a hammock or in a hot tub and the music directly into my ears, yeah, sure. It's fucking fantastic. Definitely. But the car, dude, because I like to listen to a lot of sad songs, you know, sad boy over here and a lot of really heavy, heavy songs. Um, so I'll I'll cry or I'll scream or I'll just like stare out the window at the sunset. You know, we got beautiful sunsets here in AZ, like literally almost every single night. And so, yeah, dude, I would say, number one, it definitely sets me free. It takes me to where my emotions want to go. And I'm talking about all my emotions. Sad, angry, happy, in between, unknown, creative. It gets it gets the juices flowing, dude. And it's like, you know, being a musician myself, it like it's inspiring to me. It gives me clues about where I want to take my skill and, and my creativity when I get on the kit and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and being a musician... You know, what music means to me as a musician, it's commitment and expression. Mm. It's basically like the middle ground of discipline and creativity. Because right. you have to, you got to know the books, you got to know the chops, you got to know the beginning, you got to know the rudiments, you got to know everything, you got to know how to keep on time, you right. know how to, you have to know how to be a member in the group, you right. got to, you got to know all these things. But on top of that, it's like 
Okay, where can I find freedom within the lines? And as humans, we're like, give me freedom. I don't want any kind of rules. I don't want any kind of restrictions. But what people don't realize a lot of the time, even like politically and socially, is that the restrictions is where our creativity comes from. It's because we start limited, we have to manipulate our way through it. But if you start on a wide basis, it's harder to pick a lane. Right? It's like, wh- there's so many lanes to choose. Which one do I go? Instead right. of, hey, you're shoved in this one. Now you got to make the best of this one. And then, then you, that's how you get creative. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that's what music means to me as a person and what music means to me as a musician. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think music is, you know, besides like avant-garde creative painting, I would say that music is probably one of the best ways that people can express themselves. You know, yeah. I, I would definitely say that painting and art has a For little sure. has a little bit more freedom than music does because you don't have to keep in time. You don't have to, like, listen to anybody else. You can literally draw and paint and punch a hole through it and scratch it and make it really nice. Like, there's no limit to what you want to do on a canvas. So I would say that that is kind of the only other one that stands above music in my eyes. Hmm. Yeah. All right, question number two. Question number two. Get get to know Chocolate and Milk a little bit better. Favorite bands, dude. We're going to talk about favorite bands and why. So what is your favorite band and why? Uh, I couldn't really narrow it down. There's just too many. To you, can get, you can do like a top three or top five. I, it, it's Honestly, it's still pretty tough, man, because I just feel like I did this, this list doesn't do justice to any of them. Like, it's just, there's just so much good music and... Like everyone brings um, brings a uh, creative difference, man, and it's just like like you know just to kind of pick five over like literally over like how many? There's probably a like I don't know how many exactly, but it's just like five. How many bands? Five is just selfish, man. How many bands exist? Yeah, no. millions. Yeah, millions. Millions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what over I'm time, it's like yeah, you know, it's just kind of like a hard like I don't know. Um, I have to go with uh, Maroon Five, I guess. Um, growing up, my life wasn't always like the best, so I remember uh, when I was living in California, we had went to uh, counseling. So because it was there was just a lot of trauma and a lot of stuff that we were dealing with, moving from place to place and not having a stable home and really anywhere to kind of be, but um, we felt home there. So they had took me and my siblings. Up to a, up to a camp up in California, and it was up in a Big Bear, and it's called uh, Camp Titan. And um, our counselor had made us all a CD of all of our favorite music. So and on that, that nice. disc, yeah, yeah, it was really nice. It was. I, I wish I kept in touch with them. It just kind of like happened. It's like we kind of like left and moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico. But um, yeah, um, he made us. Uh, he made us a disc, and all of us had. Had our own different music in it. I think I had on my disc. I had Maroon Five. I had Aerosmith. I had a little bit of uh, R and B and rap too. I can't remember who it was, but those two were the main two that kind of stuck out and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I'll have to go with uh, Maroon Five. So, dude, honestly surprised a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> honestly surprised. Did somebody knock on your window and knock on your door? Tap on my... No, tap on my oh, window. Oh, tap? Oh. Yeah, look at that. Oh, Sorry, look. Adam. Like, <laughs> yes. 
Oh, actually, you don't have to say his life. He's been fucking up lately, so. Why, is he like, drunk on stage, or? No. Like, Dave, Dave He's Matthews been a perv. Was? Well, no, well, not a perv. He's been shitting on his wife and stuff, so. Oh, he's an asshole. But but, but honestly, that's nothing new. You're famous. You're going to get tempted by other women. Yeah, dude, he's got women just, like, throwing the... Left and right. It's Adam Levine. He's cute. He's a good singer. I get it. This guy's tatted. Yeah. Zatted. I get it. And he had daddy. So it was just like, man, ultimate package right there. Yeah, no question. For a female. (laughs) So. Law. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and if you like that too, hey. Hey, we you don't know, judge. Hey, not at all. If not you play all. baseball, you got to play in Phil and outfield. You know, you know what I mean? Offense and defense. So. Yeah, you know. There's definitely room for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Car goes both ways and so do you. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. For me, dude, okay. So my favorite bands and why, and this is not on purpose or anything, um, they both start. They both have the word animal in it. And they have, it's nothing to do with Animal, like the drummer from the Muppets. Okay. And, you know, I know that Dave Grohl did a video with him. Yeah, I know. And um, it has nothing to do with that. It's not, you know, but they both happen to have the word Animal in it. And so my two favorite bands, and they're, com- and they're two completely different genres. One of them is avant-garde, electronic, indie. And the other one is like math rock meets gent. Combined with metal. Um, so the first one is Animal Collective. And the second one is Animals as Leaders. They are com- two completely different. You probably haven't heard of either. Dude, I've never heard of any of these. <laughs> uh, I'm actually about to go see Animals as Leaders this weekend or next week. Or nice. I already saw them once this year. Animal Collective barely comes around. And I fucking missed it the second time. I checked the day after they were here on Bands in Town. But I followed them and I was expecting a notification and I didn't get one so I fucking missed it. Jeez, and they man. always go to Europe and shit. But anyways, um, yeah, Animal Collective and Animals as Leaders. Um, Animal Collective, the reason I love Animal Collective is because like it's a lot of their songs are really, really, really sad. Hmm. And they touch on like a lot of different topics from childbirth to abuse to relationships, um, and then a lot of their lyrics and their songs don't make any sense at all. I've, I've even looked them up and read them, and I don't have a clue what they mean. Um, like, they'll be like, some of it will relate to the, the name of the song, but then the rest of it will be like all over the place, and I'll be like, I don't get it. So it's definitely some off-the-wall, avant-garde stuff. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not for everybody, um, but I love, I've listened to every song on every single album multiple times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. And then for me, um, did you just fart? No, I think that was a chair. Oh, that- <laughs> I, 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 I literally slightly moved it, and it literally caught. You little sneaker. So, it's like a but fly. I mean, it's like a fly flew past the mic and let one out. And then for me, the second favorite, Animals as Leaders, is, well, first of all, my favorite drummer of all time is in Animals as Leaders, Matt Gartska. He's insane he's like 31 or 32 now something like that he is off the wall fucking crazy um super talented super musically gifted same with javier and tosin in the band and uh they are a hundred percent instrumental band and they have crazy time signatures they play crazy rhythms against each other um it's it's like where jazz meets metal and it's just like so beautiful and they blow like any other metal band like out of the water like there's a lot of other technical metal bands but they don't in my eyes they don't even measure up to that shit and i absolutely love the way it makes me feel it inspires me as a drummer it is just so beautiful and i can't wait to go listen to him again and 
Um, yeah, so Animal Collective and Animals as Leaders are definitely my two favorite bands of all time. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. You had a lot to talk about them, too. I could I was, keep going, too. I, I was very surprised. I've never heard of these guys at all. I so. could keep going, too, but, you know, we're going to, you know, people uh, are like, what the hell? Who's this band? Talk about Britney. Right. <laughs> hey. Hey. Talk about Nickelback. I love Britney. I'm not hating on Britney. I fucking love Britney. My favorite Britney song, Lucky. Leave Britney alone. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. Question three. Similar question, what was your favorite band growing up, and do you still listen to them? Why or why not? Oh, yeah. Um, I think uh, Maroon 5 has actually grown as a band, too. Like, uh, they've, did they switch drummers and stuff? Uh, I'm not sure who they have exactly and stuff, but they've went from, uh, I think they're doing, like, a lot of the electronic poppy stuff now and stuff, and they're actually, like, meshing really well, and they're starting to, like, mix with other artists, too. Um, I think they have a couple songs with Future, Kendrick Lamar, um, Juice World. Um, yeah, a lot of good artists. Like they are, they are literally branching out, and it's actually really good. Yeah, for sure. But honestly, um, uh, I still listen to them stuff because they, you know, memories and just you know, and, and nostalgia. You know, they just bring like a sentimental feeling, and you know, and just like you know, just like memories from the past. That's so, awesome. You know. There was a song by them that came out a couple years ago. Is it the no, no, no. And then you go, 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 go. Yeah, and the music video had like Pokemon looking like stuffed people in it, but they weren't Pokemon. Sure, who was Every time I go. Yeah, that song was good. I like that one. Yeah. And then of course Sunday morning. Yeah. That's like. That's a classic. That's classic, man. It's a classic. Sunday morning's great off the morning. She will be loved too. Oh yeah. Oh, that's flat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, classic, dude. Off definitely. the Maroon album, you know, yeah. so good. So, so good. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely a fan. And then when it comes to, like, sad music and stuff, too, somebody I've been re- listening to recently, John Mayer. John's got a great voice. Dude, John Mayer is actually really slept on. And he, yeah. Okay, like he's, said, he has he's a fantastic a, voice. He's an asshole because he, like, to women, he was. Oh, oh yeah. okay. He was a player. He was I, a player. I know that. Yeah, he was. He was. I mean, I get it, though. Like, his, guitars, his guitar skills plus his voice. Right. You know, women are wet 24-7. Right he just has now. big balls right now. He's got big balls. I get yeah. it. I mean, That's he's, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. You know, if I was in his position, I'd be in a lot of positions. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, but for me, uh, my favorite bands growing up, I always had three, and I always listened to them. So um, I'm going to go from three to one on this one. Okay. My top three bands growing up were 311. Avenged Sevenfold and Blink One Eighty Two. Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. Travis Barker. Travis Barker, dude, huge influence for me drumming. I wouldn't say he's an influence for me anymore, you know, because a lot of people would like make fun of him and stuff. But like, why? Well, in high school, in the ba- I was in band, marching band, jazz band, uh, orchestra, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the big thing that was always the debate that went on was Dave Grohl versus Travis Barker, and everybody was sucking off Dave Grohl, mm. and not because he was in Nirvana, and then now he's got the Foo Fighters and all that shit. Um, I definitely think he drums better than he sings. I mean, he's not not that he can't hit notes and anything like that. But aren't they two different genres of well genres no, of rock? Because isn't they're rock both a little faster and then I definitely whatever no no Foo Fighters were trying to do Foo Fighters was definitely like more. In your face, right. faster pace right. than Nirvana was. Right. Uh, but Nirvana did have a lot of kind of in your face. I mean, Teen yeah. Spirit, that's that's in your face, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, his drum part in that song is iconic, mm. especially in the drumming world. 
But yeah, it was always Dave Grohl versus Travis Barker, and I was the only one on Travis Barker's side, and everyone would make fun of me, and they would go, Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl. But like, if they had a drum battle right now, at this age, Travis would win. Oh yeah, no, 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 for sure. Travis would win. I mean, I think even Dave knows that Travis would win. Yeah. You know, I mean, he just, they just, they actually just invited Travis to play with their band for the Taylor Hawkins, um... Oh yeah, yeah. uh, I was going to say reunion. Memorial. Memorial. Yeah. uh, The Memorial show. So yeah, I mean, he even got to play, so it's like... Where you now, bitch? Like, yeah, they literally right. cross the genres, you know? So, and don't get me wrong, because Travis is definitely not the best drummer of all time. No, no, yeah. no he's not. There's guys who blow him out of the water, no question. Um, but yeah, 311, Avenged Sevenfold, Blink 182 were my three favorite bands. My favorite drummer used to be from Avenged Sevenfold, The Rev, rest in peace. He passed away in 2000, and I think it was nine. Man. Yeah, overdose. Drugs, I know. man, drugs. I know. Guys, drugs, man. They, he did a, he, he mixed a bunch of drugs together. They're actually, there's one of their songs called Brompton Cocktail. Mm. Um, and he did a, basically a Brompton Cocktail, which is like alcohol, cocaine, and pills all mixed into one. And he fucking drank that shit. And yeah, he was, you know. So We have lost so much talent to drugs. I know, dude. And, so he, and he wrote a lot of their songs. He was a good piano player. He did a lot of the screaming in the background. And um, he had a band before Avenged Sevenfold called mm. Pinkly Smooth. Mm. Yeah, they were. Uh, they called it Goblin Core. That sounds catchy. Goblin Core. Perfect time. Pinkly Smooth. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Their music is. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's more closely like Mr. Bungle, which I prob- you probably don't know who that is either. No. Not it, these are all like out there, avant garde, rock shit, whatever. Oh, the Beavis and Butthead. But yeah, dude. So the reason I listen to these three bands is they spoke to my three emotions basically sad, angry, and blissful. Because I I used to do, in like dream, dream, I'd say blissful slash dreamy because I was really sad and depressed all the time, super angry a lot of the other times. Mm -hmm. And then like I would always like do like the stare out the window of the car thing, which I was in the clouds, high, you know, high and, you know, wishing my life away. But um, I don't listen to any of them anymore. Like, I might pop on one song once a year, twice a year from any of them. Mm. Or if it comes on, like, a like song, sure, I'll just, like, okay, see if I still like this, I'll let it play. But I'll usually skip it after, like, 30 seconds to a minute. Mm. Um, It just, you know, my musical taste has changed. Like, although I still, like, listen to some pop pop punk, some metal, and very rarely some reggae-type stuff, um, I definitely have, like, a more evolved ear and more palate, you know, the other part of that could be I might have just listened to them too much because I had like listening like on Apple it used to track how many listens I would have in the three hundreds of almost all their songs of every band. Wow, uh, three eleven bits <laughs> hitting the three hundreds because I would just every second I was out of class earbuds in every fucking second earbuds in when I got back earbuds earbuds computer music <laughs> plug it into my speaker music music earbud like constantly so you know that's that's definitely what happened. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So. Moving on to question number four. Dig it, dig it, dig it. Let's go. Favorite show you've ever been to? Oh, okay. So, um, this was back home in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and uh, I was working with my friend's uh, mom, and um, she was working concessions and stuff because she did a lot of fundraising for for a school for football, and uh, she invited us over. Uh, to come help and stuff, and we actually got kicked out of stuff because we were fooling around too much. Uh oh. So they were like, they were like, ah, you guys can just go home and stuff and whatever. So we had left, and then um, we actually snuck back in, and that concert was Lil Wayne, Ti, and Two Chains. It was a really big concert, and 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 honestly, if you know Albuquerque, a lot of big artists don't go there because there's literally nothing out there. Like 
Like, literally, we have nothing to offer for a nightlife if they try to come over here and party. Like, it's just, you know, it's just kind of boring. Like Insert and, coyote sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to howl if that's not a good idea, you know. But, no, it's just, I don't know why, but, like, we just need to build more, you know. And, like, artists would come, but... I think we've missed out on a lot of big name artists. At least we've had like Kendrick Lamar that's came there. Oh, right on. Um, um, we've had J. Cole that's came there. We have um, we've had Chris Brown, Little Baby, but Little Wayne, Ti, and Two Chains in one like in one city at the same time. That's just it's just crazy, and I don't think that and I don't think that's ever gonna happen again. So I was I was actually really really grateful that I was there for that. So hell yeah, dude, that's sick, dude. Um, so I don't really listen to too much rap and hip hop and stuff like that. Um, but I gotta say like, out of all those artists, I have definitely like at times listened to like one or two of their songs and really, really liked it. Um, I actually, I, I did listen to that one Kendrick Lamar album. I Mm. forget the one with the van on the front. Um, it was, I think it's the one that really got him off the ground. Actually. This is embarrassing. And this is, I know. I know there's Mad City there. It um, might be Mad City. Every time I'm yeah. in the street. Yeah, Mad City. Yep, that's the one. Yep, yeah. Yep. yep. So I listen. So my brother liked that kind of music. My brother is a huge Drake fan. What? His dog's name is even Drake. Oh, stop. But he's like, it's not because of the rapper. I'm like, uh-huh. It definitely yeah, is. Yeah, come on, stop bro. Stop it. Come on, Come dude. on, bro. Come on, bro. You're drinking that water. You're drinking right. that Kool-Aid. Right. You know? <laughs> um, but, dude, I worked at Home Depot 2014, and I would blast Mad City. Mm. And on my lunch breaks, I'd just listen to Mad City over and over and over. And I'd be, like, <laughs> fucking jamming at work <laughs> behind the customer service Where desk. Where you from? <laughs> yeah. And they'd be like, uh, can I help you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm looking for a, a, a piece of plywood. That I can shove up your ass. <laughs> you know, because you're being a... Right, I, I can't racist. say that word on uh, live, but... <laughs> like, you, have the, you have a free pass, my friend. Hey, I don't know. I don't know if they can handle this yet. I think they can. I think they've heard worse. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, my favorite show I've ever been to, probably Animal Collective. Um, I saw them once in 2019. Is this the same band you like before? Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Because yeah, okay. yeah. I was like, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think earlier like what my favorite show I've ever been to was. I did go to this like metal festival this mm-hmm. one year in Virginia uh, with a friend Bobby and a couple other people. And it was pretty sick. Suicide Silence played, Avenged Sevenfold played. Um, it was a pretty sweet, you know, and I've been to... Um, Vans Warped Tour twice before it got shut down. Yeah, um, but Van, I remember that. Yeah, Vans Warped Tour was fucking sick. Mm. I saw Vale Maya there and a couple other... I saw that drummer I showed you on YouTube, Luke Holland. Yeah. I saw him there when he was playing with... Uh, oh, man. I forget the I forget the name, but I listened to them a lot, too, back in, like, 2013. Mm. Um, but Animal Collective, dude, because, like, they... The way they are, they just touch my soul, dude, and, like... Funny story about this concert, dude. So this is kind of fucked up, <laughs> what I did. But, uh, let's hear it, let's hear it. But, you know, we're going balls deep. Um, oh, so I used to work at Yelp. Okay. I used to work at Yelp, selling, uh, doing sales over the phone. Okay. Like, it was basically like a call center. But, you know, it's Yelp, so it's a little bit more professional, a little bit more serious, and right. we're selling advertisement over the phone. Right. Everyone there believed in me and told me I could be the se- best salesman on the team because I was funny. I wasn't afraid to get in front of people. I would make fun of my boss. Wow. I would do an impersonation of him in front of him and the rest of my team, and he thought it was the funniest shit. What? He loved it. He loved it. Um, that was really rare then. Yeah, it was, and I did. <laughs> I did a great impression of him, and he did. He fucking loved it. 
Um, and he is like, dude, you should be the best salesman on the team. And I was the worst. I had the worst numbers. Yeah. Yep. Month after month, I had the worst numbers. What it, the hell? I know. I literally worked there for seven months. I think I made two sales. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. I was horrible. No, I made like four. Okay. But I was still, you should, I mean, should make it four a week. I know. Four a week? Yeah. I mean, that's what. For seven months. Seven months. Yeah, it was bad. But Damn. let's forget about that. It's because of the phone thing. The phone part of it fucked me up. All it was right. just a weird... And everyone was so goddamn rude. Right. But anyways, let's forget that. So I wanted to see Animal Collective so bad. Wor- worse than anything, right? right? And it was this thing of like... I already missed like too many days or about sick or whatever it was. So I made up a pretty uh, <laughs> pretty dark lie. And I, I like went in and I like... I was like acting like I was crying and shit and he pulled me aside and he's like, what's wrong? I was like, my aunt passed away. Oh, man. And like, he's like, dude, why are you here? You should just go home. I was like, is that okay? And he's like, yeah, just go. Come back tomorrow. Oh, my God. And so I... I <laughs> oh, my God. That's pretty... I know, dude. That's pretty... Trey, if you're hearing this, bro, you're a good guy. He even grew up in the same neighborhood as me. That's Literally. weird. So I told him out here in Arizona, I was like, hey, I'm from Virginia. He's like, what part? I'm like, Fairfax. He's like, oh, I'm from Oakton. I was like, I'm from Oakton. And he's like, yeah, I grew up in the street, Wheatland Farms. I was like, you got to be shitting me. He literally grew up like five houses down from me. That's weird. How insane is that? Whoa. But, so I felt really bad about it. And he played lacrosse. I played lacrosse, any of this shit. But I lied. I said my fucking aunt died, bro. And so I got the day off from work. And I went. And I, it was in Tucson, too. That was the other part of it. Right. It was in Tucson. So I'm driving like an hour and a half. Jeez. You know, and so I went down there with, you know, Vanessa and... Uh, it was an amazing show. Honestly, bro, I think we've all done that. It's something to get out of something to go. Somewhere. It was. It was like it was the one and only time I've used the death to get out. I of can't something. tell you how many times I've had to use something to something to get out of work. I remember one time I said something stupid about like, uh, I think I said my grandmother was dying, dude, and and like that's like the most common one that you can kind of use and say in any type of like. Any time of like situation to get off. It's just like, what the hell? Yeah. It, I felt guilty about it, but dude, the show was so worth it. And um, I've never seen the Animal Collective do this in a show, but they literally had this one show where they made a house. The, the stage was a house, and you could play the house. You could play the house. Like the staircase, the like you know, the little banister on the staircase, the, sh- the, the little banister was strings, and it was an instrument. Fuck. And, like, the rest of the house, the shutters banged and, like, all this shit. Wow. And they made an instrument out of that. Like, how creative is that? Wow. Like, that's just fucking... That's really cool. They're, they're the, such a creative band. That's I really love different, them. too. That's, 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 like, super different. Yeah, I could go off about them, but I'll stop right there. We'll, we'll move <laughs> to question five. You're good, you're good, uh, maybe good. I'll spend a whole episode talking about Animal Collective on my own. You're good. Uh, okay, number five. Favorite album of all time now and as a kid. Dude, that's tough, man. Hey, this one's this one's harder than favorite band. I, I mean, know. I I actually wrote on a couple. Um, I know as a kid, the album that I've listened to the most and stuff. But at that time, it was like probably like the only artist that was really dropping music a lot and stuff. Cause like, I remember the Carter Five, and, and that was Little Wayne's album released yes. after or like I think I think either a couple months or like a year after this one. But um, it was Take Care by Drake. Okay. And uh, that album was actually uh, produced by The Weeknd, if you know The Weeknd. Of course. Um, and literally, that's probably, to date, Drake's best album. To date. So, um, it has a lot of good songs, like Marvin's Room, um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Crew Love. Is November 18th on that one? I think it, I think it might be. I used to drum to that song. It, it might be, but there's a lot of good songs on there. And, you know, it's just... 
you know, that's a that's a good old school one. Um, one that really helped me uh, during a breakup when I moved to California. And if she's and if she ever listens to this, she knows who she is. Uh, I listened to uh, Post Malone's uh, um, uh, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. That got me through my breakup because there's like a song on there called uh, Better Now. And it's basically basically saying like like his girl thinks that she's fine and that she's basically kind of like moved on and stuff. But that's just because he's not around, you know, and mm. like it's just kind of like the sad one. Yeah, very sad, very sad. And then to date, I got to give um, I got to give uh, props to Juice World. Um this is an album that I can probably sing from front to back, and that and that was uh, "Death Race for Love." Um, rest in peace, too. He was a really good talent, too. Yeah, do you show me some of his songs before we got started with this, dude? You and Anthony both said the same thing, where he's like, "Oh, it's pop punk meets rap." Yeah, no, no, no dude, definitely, definitely. He was he was different, and it was just it was just like I feel like if if you know if people if more people reached out and they didn't judge him so much and stuff for being a you know, a drug addict and stuff, and they actually helped him out and stuff, he would have still been here, you know? And it's not putting blame on anybody else or, or anyone like that, but he was a really good talent and... Uh, More like society. Right, 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 right. Because everyone kind of saw him as a junkie, so that's why they didn't think he needed help, you know? That's backwards. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. totally backwards. Exactly, and that's what kind of sucks about that whole thing, you know? Because, honestly, if you even ask anybody, no one's like, ah, oh, Juice World, blah, 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 he was a... He was a fucking uh, perkhead, you know. He was pop pills all the time. Like, yeah, that's very true. But he was going through a lot, man, and he was human. So yeah, bro, human. And same with um, I know she literally has a song about it. But Amy Winehouse, <laughs> Amy Winehouse, she should have gone to rehab. And I don't mean that's that as a, true. I don't mean that as a fucking joke. All I right. mean that for real, because like. My dad loves her to death, and her voice, bro. Dude, it was beautiful. It's like Freddie Mercury. It's right. like it's so unique. Right. It, it, inspirational. It's so inspirational. Um, I don't know if you knew this about Freddie Mercury too. I, I don't know if this is a true fact, but apparently he had like double laced vocal cords, so he's oh. able to like do stuff that normal people can't. That makes a lot of sense, man. Because because uh, I'm not sure if you saw that concert where he. I think I'm not sure the, where he oh, was at. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like dude, that yeah. oh bro, it's still, it, it like it like literally like like makes me happy and it's like oh it's such a, like an artist dude moment. and the the, like, the oh. amount of people in that crowd and they, and they all mimicked them and stuff oh. and they always and they all kept up right and that's why I think it was nuts. Queen was so oh man one of the best for sure yeah he was definitely one of the best one of the best no question dude um for me favorite album of all time as a kid it was definitely a Blink One Eighty Two album okay it's a tie I can't really figure out which one it is. But it's either gonna be their self-titled album, okay. or In a Mother State, and okay. anybody who's a pop punk kid is gonna go is one either agreeing with me right now or being like <laughs> you fucking dick sellout. <laughs> like In a Mother State, In a Mother State had all the small things. Oh, yeah, but I, but I don't really even like that song. Yeah, I, you know. No, I like like Dumpweed. And I did like my first drum cover on YouTube to dump weed and shit like that. But yeah, one of those two albums. And I used to, I, when I used to go to um, camp as a kid, I had a CD player. Mm. CD player! Yeah, that's, this, this dude, is like, that's a long time ago. Yeah, this is like 2003. 2000, prehistoric. Yeah, prehistoric. Like CD and I had the self titled Blink 182. And I listened to that thing. <laughs> and like, I wasn't allowed to have a CD player. So I'd like tuck my head behind the seat so the fucking bus driver and the counselor couldn't <laughs> see me. And, and then like, the only reason I got caught one day is because like, 
the counselor was like, everybody listen up. And everyone got quiet and I had it on full blast. Because mm. I had to have it on full blast because everyone was loud. But then like, since everybody got quiet, they could hear it and then mm. I got it taken away. Mm. Which is some fucking bullshit. Damn. But anyways, um, I would say today, <laughs> my favorite album, probably the, like, probably the one I listened to the most or have listened to the most in the last couple of years is from my other favorite band, Animals as Leaders. Um, the it came out in 2016, The Madness of Many. Mm. Um, this one, like, really, uh, kind of, I think it came out when I was in rehab, and one of my friends in rehab was obsessed with metal, and um, he was able to get CDs before I was, because he was there longer than me, and you get certain privileges over time, and, like, we had, yeah, we had to buy CDs, bro, because no computers, no, no phone, right, no, right, no, right, all right. this kind of shit. That's, like, pretty um, smart, dude. <laughs> but he, he started to show me the madness of many, and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. And uh, I kind of have a tie of two favorite songs on there, Cognitive Contortions, or Transcendence. Uh, those are those are Transcendence is not as a popular one, but they're both like really fucking really good songs. But yeah, I'd probably say nowadays that's probably my favorite one because I don't really listen to like straight up albums anymore. Like I, I definitely like I'll just like pick out a couple songs from this and dive and dip and put on shuffle and you know you probably do the same thing, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So most people probably do that too. Not straight through. They just go for the hits. You know. <laughs> you know. Uh, it depends. It depends because if it's like. If it's like Drake, like like perfect example. If it's like Drake, and because I know his whole album is not gonna be, it's not gonna be hundred percent. No, none of them are. Not yet. recently. None not of them recently. are. They've they've been kind of hit or miss recently. Um, but yeah, for sure, for sure. If it's if it's like that type of person where I know he's consistently dropping music, I'll I'll only go for his hits. I'll listen to his hits, and then maybe I'll give it a week or two, and then I'll play his full album or something. You know, but. Yeah. Sorry, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. Number six, favorite song of all time. Okay, so this was kind of hard. Cause, um, so I, I took a song from Take Care that I can sing like word for word. And I took, a, I took two songs from Juice World. Um, probably, so for that Take Care Drake song, or album, it'd have to be Marvin's Room. Fuck that nigga that you love so bad. Ooh. I know you still think about the times we had. Yeah, that's like that's a bop. That's a bop. And then from Juice World, um, it's off his um, it's off his uh, the World on Drugs album, which was uh, featured with uh, Future, um, and that was um, Hard Work Pays Off, and that's a really good song and stuff because I always play after like a long week of work, and he goes he goes Hard oh, Work Pays Off. I've been feeling paid off. Um, it's really, if you guys have time, go check it out. I'm not gonna sing the whole song, and then um, and then uh, from his uh, from his very first album, it would have to be a uh, Lucid Dreams. Lucid Dreams. I still see your shadows in my room. Can't take back the love that I gave you. Yeah, you know. But everyone knows that song. So yeah, yeah. I don't, but okay. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I y- y'all gonna put Max on the juice roll, bro. Max is yeah. I'm stuck in like. Weird instrumental jazz land right now. Yeah, and yeah, well, actually, very very old man music. No offense, my man. Yeah, <laughs> you're of, you're freaking twenty eight, bro. You're still young. You, you need to, you know. My dad's a, my dad's a freaking <laughs> jazz musician, bro. I got a jazz brain and a jazz heart. You know, I didn't really get into jazz until about two or three years ago, and <laughs> I love metal too. And it's like now I'm like I barely listen to inch, I barely listen to music with lyrics in it. It's basically mm-hmm. all instrumental. Well, not what I've been going through recently, but I listen to, you know, vocal, you know, um, 
music with lyrics now, but usually I just listen to like that kind of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm like an old ass man. Give me a fucking chain already. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I keep just switching back between Animal Collective and Animals and Later. <laughs> no, you know what? No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's do something. Okay, pick one that's not from them. Okay, but honestly, one of them is from them. Okay, I'll okay, just say okay. it, and then I'll pick something Okay, else. okay. Okay, my sure. favorite song of all time okay. is from Animal Collective. Okay. It's about nine and a half minutes long. Wow. It's called Safer. Okay. And it's just the most beautiful transition of, like, this creepy unknown sadness to this, like, heart open sadness mm. and there's like he the middle transition where he screams i'm all right i'm all right and then like echoes on has this and then like switches into like the island vibe with the woman's voice anyways go listen to it <laughs> right. it's just like right. it touches my soul in such a way i'm like how the fuck did you come up with that all right like it's just i'm getting goosebumps just talking about it because i've listened to that song probably at least 250 times right and it makes me it used to make me cry and bawl my eyes out mm. um but yeah dude Fucking great. Um, okay, so, uh, okay, we're done with the Animal Collective Animals <laughs> Leaders. I know, I know. Okay, if I had to choose, like, another song. Just, yes. Okay, the first one that comes to my head okay. is Hyper Ballad okay. by Bjork. Dude, I've never heard of them. Okay, it's a woman. Oh. Woman singer. Okay. She is some kind of European. Okay. I don't know what kind, but Hyper Ballad, and she talks about suicide. Wow. And I literally, the first time I heard that song, and the line is, um, how's it go? It's, um, I imagine what my body would sound like, slamming into those rocks. Whoa. And when it lands, will my eyes be closed or open? And when that line hit, I literally broke out, like screaming from my insides, crying. Like, I literally was crying. It was, that actually happened earlier this year in January. Yeah. I literally broke out of my shell. Like, all this trauma poured out of me when that happened. Like, right. that line is something I think about. Because I, when I was really sad and depressed, when I used to, like, listen to corn. Right, right. And, and yeah, corn, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> corn and all this really, really sad stuff. I would stare myself in the mirror with my headphones on, on full blast, on my sad playlist that I listened to every afternoon in college. And I would slam my face into the mirror and make myself cry. Okay. And um, it just reminded me about that, like, would anybody miss me? Or, but it wasn't even about, like, oh, I hope everybody feels bad. It's just, like, I just want to take myself off the earth because fuck all this shit. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, dude, Bjork, Hyper Ballad, she's a great, amazing singer. She started out in jazz, I believe, uh, but she, you know, went more mainstream in the 90s, and now she's, like, consi she's considered odd. Because she talks about that stuff. And she's just like a weird person. I fucking love it. I knew you had someone else to give us. I knew yeah. you did. Yeah, yeah. I was like, come on, man. Yeah, come on, yeah. man. Split so, it out. I also, okay, to touch back on Avenged Sevenfold okay. real quick. Okay. Fiction off of their album uh, Nightmare. Okay. Uh, fiction was, okay, this is a cool story about fiction, and then we'll move on to the next question. Oh, you're good, man. You're good. Um, <laughs> fiction was really cool because it was written by Jimmy the Rev Sullivan. And what happened was he recorded that song only, I think, three days before he died. Wow. And he was drunk as fuck, and he was playing the piano, and he sings the song. Wow. Uh, and the piano riff in that song is so fantastic. And he recorded it, like, three days before he died. And they what they did is they took a couple recordings of him doing that song, and they mashed them together, and then they also, like, topped it with the, the lead singer's voice and whatnot. But that song is also about just, like, sadness, darkness, yeah. death. yeah. Um, yeah, Fiction Off Nightmare. Yeah. Fucking, you know, one of their less heavy songs. Uh, really, really, really good. 
uh, touched my soul. I even like went out of my way to learn the piano riff on it, like on the actual piano, uh, because it just it just touched my. So those are the first two that come to my head. There it is. If you give me time, I would definitely name oh. off a few others. But oh, you're uh, good, man. You're good. Yeah, that dude. was enough. Yeah, man, I'm like, yes. I know. Go. I can go off about this. Shit I know you had more, bro. Yeah, I know yeah. you did. I was like, man, there's no way. It's just them. I was no, like, no, dude. It's just because those two have been the most relevant to me in the last like four to five years. Right. So. Right. No. I dig it. All right, dude. And here's a question. That's definitely off of that. Yep. Um, who do you think is the greatest artist of all time? And it doesn't have to be somebody you like or somebody that you even listen to. Dude, I was going back and forth on this. And honestly, it's, man, it, I, I mean, okay. If I had to pick one, right, one over everybody, it would be Michael Jackson. If you disagree with that, you don't know music. <laughs> you, you do not know music. Michael Jackson, hit for hit, like record for record. Like, man, Michael Jackson was literally the best musician. Artist. Probably. He was amazing. He was amazing. Amazing. He was amazing. And then, honestly, someone that I thought that maybe could top that because of their inspiration and, um, you know, and just their overall, like, influence of just trying to be yourself and not being, a, you know, and just not being afraid, you know, was a Queen. Queen was another um, group that I thought was on top of that, too. You know? So, Queen was great. Queen was Definitely great too. not something I'm into at all. Yeah. But uh, I, I respect it. Yeah. I respect it a lot. Yeah. You know, innovative, creative, especially for that time. Mm-hmm. Amazing vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't hate me for this, but I chose the same one as you. No, no, no. Right. Bro, honestly, that was a <laughs> really hard Jackson. question. Michael that was Jackson. a really hard question. Number, my opinion, Michael Jackson is the best artist of all time. Because it's like, it's one thing to just be like, oh, okay. I uh, I heard him on the radio and like yeah he's really good and I get why people like him but then once not in his music videos but once you see him live obviously I never saw him in person but I people saw are him, literally losing their dude, shit people, <laughs> like people are losing their shit in the way he moves mm-hmm. across that stage mm-hmm. he's like on ice yeah people mesmerize man I was blown away that he can sing like that and dance like that at the same time blowing my fucking head off but dude no question in my mind. My favorite song by Michael Jackson, too, Man in the Mirror. Man in the Mirror is good. Man in the Mirror is my favorite. I like, uh, Remember the Time. Do you remember the time when we fell in love? Do you remember the time? Yeah, bro. Honestly, he has a lot of bangers, bro. I mean, now that it's Halloween season. Oh, Thriller? Thriller, of course. Yeah. That's an iconic, dude. Iconic. The whole dance, everything. Yeah, everything about that song and everything about him, dude. He... He, like, I remember when he died, the whole world was shook. The whole world. You saw Asia, Australia, fucking Europe. Everybody was out on the streets, dressed as him, dancing like him, singing in Literally. groups. And they still do it today. They still, and dude, I was just in, when I was in Cancun, mm-hmm. they, I was at the Hard Rock Hotel, and every night they do, like, a different theme show, and mm-hmm. one of the theme shows they had... Is a Michael Jackson Michael show. Jackson show. See? No. It was just like... Dude, he's the best. There's no, there's no art like he's pro- he best. I know me and you had a, like some other contenders that were like, who should it be? Honestly, you know? it was just hard to kind of make that list, man, because I couldn't think of anybody else. Like, and and honestly, I was trying to make sure that I hit every genre too. And literally, there wasn't. I mean, country. I'm not really a huge country. <laughs> I don't know too much and stuff. But if we had to go country, I mean, I don't know. Like, you can go with a bunch of people from there. You can go with, like, Kenny Chesney, but we can just kind of... Garth Brooks, you can kind of go anywhere with that. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. That was a very tough question, though. 
Yes, def- very tough def- question. Definitely a tough question. I mean, another one that I wanted to include that was off, uh, off a little bit of just straight vocalist yeah. was Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin was Led Zeppelin because yeah. although there, I get it. There's a controversy about they copied people's songs from the twenties, bloody bloody blah, and mm. took bits and pieces and made it their own. But it's like mm. music's gonna Everyone over. Does that. Music's gonna overlap and relax. Right. And like them, Led Zeppelin would just like I still see tons of stickers on the back of people's cars. Mm-hmm. And T-shirts and yep. everything of Led Zeppelin, and they were so influential. And John Bonham, the drummer, was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the singer, the guitar player, all of them, dude. Mm-hmm. Like you know, that was another one. And then the one I named earlier that you didn't know, Miles Davis. Literally, literally the number one. What? No, <laughs> most influential jazz guy of all time, <laughs> trumpet player. Um, I'm not. A, I haven't listened to a ton of his music. I know that his Blue album is apparently the one that kind of. Created fusion jazz, which fusion jazz is my favorite genre of jazz. Um, we're not going to go down that alley, but uh, a lot of great creative stuff from him. So. <laughs> but yeah, dude, so it's like there's a lot of great contenders, bro. There's a lot of great contenders. It's really hard to choose just one, but I think, dude, MJ. I think that's... Oh, Jackson, overall. I think, dude, overall, that's just the only option that there is. Overall. You know, there's a lot of great second contenders, and you know, a lot of people would argue like... You know, modern day kids would put in like probably Lady Gaga. Uh, I don't even think modern day kids would even put in Lady Gaga, bro. They put in Drake, or like over or like, Lady Gaga, dude. Come on, Drake is Drake is literally. I feel like everyone bandwagons on Drake though. Everyone bandwagons. Dude, on Drake feels like a bandwagon to me. He feels yeah, like no. the Instagram of music. He he really is though. He really is though. Um, and then plus two, like I just feel like Drake. Like, because Drake is so big now and stuff, he doesn't have that pressure to perform anymore. Because if you listen to his older yeah, music... Yeah, when has he been out on tour? It's been a while, right? Yeah, dude, it's been a while, man. He just gambles and, that, just and does then, business stuff. And then and then I feel like, too, that, like, that like his older music was more like... It was just, okay, this is Drake. Drake was actually spitting. He was actually rapping. Nowadays, it's very, like, he's trying to appeal to a bunch of different masses and people. And it's just like... Bro, like, it's it's okay. Take a chill pill. Right. It's like, damn, Drake, you ain't got to... No. I mean, I know you're trying to be like Michael Jackson, you know, and, and honestly, any person that has came close to influence and, and actually reconciles and everything else, it would be Drake. And that's well, an actual fact. <laughs> what about Metallica and record sales? They were number one in record sales for years. They were. They were number one for years in record sales. I know that. Are they consistent? With releasing albums? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And just music in general? Music in general, yeah. I mean, I know they have at least 12 plus albums. Mm-hmm. And they've been a band for like, what, 40 years? Almost 40 years? Something yeah. like that? Yeah. I mean, they are... So the... when were they first established? 70s? Jesus, I, I for think. real? Yeah, I think so. Damn! I think so. It was either 70s... Or... No, I, I think it was 70s, not 80s. Like, maybe late 70s. I don't know exactly... Uh, but dude, they've been a band forever, and everybody knows Metallica. I mean, our freaking logo is yeah. <laughs> the writing is yeah. I love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> is the Metallica you know flipped around and whatnot? But, yeah. Dude, yeah, I know Metallica was up there for sure. Freaking what we just talked about, um, Queen. Queen for sure. Yeah. I bet even David Bowie was probably really high David Bowie was at, at there one point. Um, and if we go into modern modern two thousands, Britney, Beyonce. Are you put Britney up there? 
No, 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 no. Oh, she's like, she's not. Brittany, Brit- no, I'm just talking about time period. Okay, I'm not talking about, talk I'm not talking about like in comparison, like obviously Metallica and uh, Queen and right. Led Zeppelin have sold way more than she has. Right. Uh, but I'd say modern 2000 wise, I'd say Britney, Britney okay. Rihanna, Rihanna, Beyonce, Beyonce. Um, Spice Girls, late 90s. Um, I want to say Lil Wayne. Little Wayne, yep. Little yep. Wayne. Eminem. Um, Chris Brown has always been relevant. Chris Brown. Yeah. Brown for sure. Um, Definitely. I mean, even dude, I'm gonna give it to you too. Maroon Five. I mean, Maroon I don't Five? think they're. I don't think they're at the caliber of even Brit- they're, they're even Britney. But they are. I mean, they've sold millions and yeah, millions. They have. Like you know, time period wise. Nowadays, I don't even really know. Nowadays, it's hard to tell because it's more about streaming. It is. It's more about it streaming. Is. Everything's and about streaming. You know, and like obviously, like you can go, oh. How many views does my music video have on YouTube, or like how many downloads does it have on or plays, I guess, on Spotify, and like you can kind of determine that, but right. it's hard to really break it down. Right. Right. It's hard to really break it down. Break it down. <laughs> but anyways, guys, we fucking love music, as you can tell. Both of us could talk about the artists we love and the songs we love for hours and hours on end. Um, music impacts everybody, whether you just like film, whether you. Like, even if you're a book person, like, you, music is in your life. It's in commercials. It's, like, as you drive by places, it's everywhere. Elevators. Humming. Hey, dude. Humming even is, you know. Humming. Dude, elevator music smacks sometimes. Get that vibe. Get that, get that vibraphone heard, going. I've heard a couple of good ones and stuff, but, yeah, they, <laughs> they're, they're usually not good. No, no, I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen to our theme song. That smacks. Bro. Yeah. I still think we should get the Austin Powers one, but this one fits. Yo, hit up Mike. Talk to Mr. Myers, and oh, maybe yes. we'll... Uh... Like, yo, man, can we use your fucking hey, man. theme song? Hey, man, I need a man of mystery in my life. <laughs> uh, I have an issue, need a tissue. <laughs> or, or was that the way around, I think? Kinky. Yeah, kinky. Clinky. It's <laughs> mole. Mole, 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 mole. <laughs> Alright guys, well we appreciate you tuning in to this episode of music. It was a quick one, a recording. We were passionate. I could feel the energy in the room rising. Definitely. You know, we, we love it. We love it. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And as always, like we always say, if your friend is struggling, you can tell most likely by the music that they're listening to, but have yourself or them especially dial out to 988 Suicide Hotline. We want to save a life. We want to give everybody a second chance. We want to make sure that we can save them before they're gone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Unquestionably. Unquestionably. All right, guys. Tune in, tune in to us next week as we hit Season 2, Episode 3, which will be revealed at that time. All righty. Have a good night. Peace.